0: Uh, basically, the quote um, they wanted was two hundred ninety thousand, but the policy is only going to two hundred fifty thousand. Is that correct? Okay. So in this situation, you got that. What happened is the National Flood Insurance Program is only going to the two hundred fifty thousand. What they're offering you is something called excess flood. So excess flood goes on top of that two hundred fifty thousand. Right, it
1: doesn't. Yes. Private done the whole amount. Uh, yes, private. Like three different quotes that you.
0: And we'll talk about that um, in uh, the last section today about some of the differences. But briefly, yes. Coverages are completely different on the private side than they are on the National Flood Insurance Program side, and excess technically is a private policy. Okay. Uh, but when you're, what you're talking about, and I'll talk a little bit about this today because we've experienced this a lot with claims, is you can do a private policy, you can do a National Flood Insurance Program policy with an excess. In our personal experience, though, what we have seen is the claims experience has been better on the private side because how it works with the National Flood Insurance Program is you got to max out your coverages. When those are maxed out, then your excess policy kicks in. So now you're dealing really with two claims, two deductibles, and it can just be a little more time consuming, but in many situations, that's the only option you have because a lot of private companies, unlike the National Flood Insurance Program, they're going to pick and choose what risk they want. Um, like for, you know, we'll talk a little bit about this afternoon as, you know, five-year look back on claims. Some companies, if you've ever had a claim on a property, not even you personally, maybe somebody had one 30 years ago, they still won't touch it. So those are things you want to think about on the private side that we'll talk about this afternoon. But yeah, just as I said, you're going to go to 250, if you get the option for excess, and it's there, definitely. what we generally do is we send customers a National Flood Insurance Program quote with excess, and we send them a private, and we explain the difference to them. And then we send them just the NFIP that just goes to 250, and then we send them a recommendation on what we recommend, because we want them to understand all the different options, because excess can be very confusing. So
1: if they do the XS, they're going to have, if they do... The, the regular flood quote with the, the excess, has two policies that they're going to have
0: to pay on. They are. Now, both of them can be paid through the mortgage company. Okay. Yeah. Right. But so. then the concern you have, too, is maybe the excess decides to not renew the next year. Maybe it skyrockets. We're seeing that a lot right now, like in Nashville after last year.
1: So, to me, it seems like the private would be better.
0: It depends on the risk. And so that's why I was telling people, and we'll talk a little bit about that this afternoon on the private side, but where we're gonna talk about is like flood history uh, in that area of, hey, is this private gonna pull out? You know, what is the risk score? You know, um, and I don't think I've got in this section this afternoon, but I um, may a little bit on what's called the 20-year flood zone, is what a lot of private companies look like where they want to insure it. Or, you know, right now, Lloyd's is getting really tight, not just on flood. Um, I think anybody who's dealing in excess right now on any lines will understand that it's rough, isn't it? Uh, our friends in Florida and Louisiana, I mean, I don't even know how they're still in business in some situations. And so those things are making things more, struggle, more challenging as well on that excess, because most of that excess is usually through Lloyd's of London or another reinsurer. And so those law reinsurers are challenging right now on funds and things like that. And it's making excess, you know, very difficult. Uh, because I'll tell you, like this week, we uh, had to do a $50 million excess policy, and it took us three months to do it. Because of uh, we had to stack seven different policies to do it uh, for a building owner, and so it can get very challenging. But you, you do want to think about that, especially on that replacement cost. Like, let's say that the bank is only requiring 250, or were they requiring 290 in that situation?
1: Well, they didn't have a mortgage, but okay. I, I had a question about that too. So.
0: so, in this situation, let's just say they only offer 250, and let's say the loan's for 450. The bank can only require 250, correct? Right. Well, what happens to that difference if there's a total loss? So the, let's say you have 250,000 dollars in coverage, and right. you, you buy a house for 400K, right. and you have a total loss. What happens to the difference between the 250 and the 400? See,
1: when I quote a flood, I always put on there replacement cost. Mm-hmm. So if it goes over the 250, then I do either the excess okay, or the private.
0: Yes, a lot of people don't. And
1: I go by what I come up with on the replacement Perfect. cost. I do a replacement cost estimate. So a lot of, I always put that on there, yes.
0: And so, a lot of property owners, well, the bank's only require 250. Right. And what happens in that situation, we've actually seen it happen three different times, is they only took out the 250, but they had a loan for 400k. They had to take out a disaster loan for the difference, so they were paying almost two hundred thousand dollars on a disaster loan on a house that didn't even exist anymore. Right. And so, that's kind of the danger of just doing either what's required or the 250. Is there's and thankfully something we're seeing in the banking industry is they're actually forcing that a little bit now now they're starting to require things above 250 which I'm glad to see or let's just say that a property's in a flood zone X but it's within 20 feet of an AE we're seeing banks require flood insurance on it now because they're really starting to look at the risk so if you
1: have a house that's worth 400,000 mm-hmm. and the banks only require 250. If you write just, and that's why the insured wants yep. you
0: don't put replacement cost on there. I still you? put replacement costs. And I I put a waiver of this is what we're recommending. You know, in the situation of something that's happening, we just want you to understand that you know, here's additional exposure that's not covered. Yeah, you know, that point of just, just kind of disclosing what the risk is, what the you know what could happen. Yeah, yeah I don't want to scare people, but also don't you know the first thing unfortunate that happens in a situation like that, they come back to you and say, well, why didn't you do that?